the Lord and praise His name. Sing to the From 1 Chronicles, the 29th chapter, starting at the 9th verse, hear this word from our Lord. Then the people rejoiced because these had given willingly, for with single mind they had offered freely to the Lord. King David also rejoiced greatly. I know, my God, that you searched the heart and take pleasure in uprightness. In uprightness, of my heart. I have freely offered all these things, and now I have seen your people who are present here offering freely and joyously to you. O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our ancestors keep forever such purposes and thoughts in the hearts of your people and direct their hearts toward you. 
Grant to my son Solomon that with a single mind he may keep your commandments, your decrees, and your statutes, performing all of them, that he may build the temple for which I have made provision. Then David said to the whole assembly, Bless the Lord your God. And all the assembly blessed the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and bowed their heads and prostrated themselves, prostrated themselves before the Lord and King. And from the second chapter of Acts, the 44th verse and on, following Pentecost, this is what happens to the early church. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as they had need. Day by day they spent much time together in the temple. They broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having goodwill of all the people. And day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Remember that this is the last sermon on stewardship and money I'm going to give for a while. I'll go back to regular preaching. Regular preaching um, next Sunday. We're going to have take in uh, new members and baptize some folks next Sunday. It's going to be a great day. Um, and we'll be using the service straight out of the hymn, front of the hymn book for that. But today I want to talk to you a little bit about the blessings of giving. Now you'll recall several weeks ago I talked about Mr. Fred Price, who is one of my favorite television preachers. And Fred Price has a story he tells about early on in his ministry he was driving a jalopy. And he and his wife went out and put their hands on the car and prayed for a new car. And the next day, some member of their church pulled up in his driveway with a brand new Cadillac. So the first thing I'd like to say about that is, people, there is not a one of you who has showed up in my driveway with a Cadillac and you are falling down on the job. Come on. I could drive a Cadillac, don't you think? It'd look good, right? (laughs) Let me just say this about that. That is not the way this is supposed to work. And when I talk about the blessings you receive from giving, they are not necessarily financial or to your health, although that might happen. But we don't give for what we will receive. When we give, we will receive. Let me tell you what I witnessed last week was two of our our stellar theologians from this congregation were standing out in the narthex after the sermon and they were arguing about something and I walked past and I sort of heard what they were saying and it was kind of funny to me and they stopped before I was leaving and one of them says, hey, we've got a real question over here and I said, yeah, and he says, when you tithe, is it net or gross? 
Now, I think he was kidding, and so I answered him, yes. But that, I, I, when my first, my second call was in a church where the pastor emeritus sat right there, and the town, old town veterinarian sat right there. And the two of them would get up after worship and argue about my sermons and the critique that they had offered them. And they used to argue almost on a weekly basis about this net or gross thing. It was serious. They almost came to blows about it sometimes. And the old veterinarian said, I don't have to tithe from any of the income from any of my investments. That's all my money. And the old theologian used to say, no, everything you have from God technically is from God. Technically, you don't have any money. You have what God has given you. And so even that investment money, you owe a tenth of to God. Well, he didn't like that. (laughs) But the idea about giving is... not about the details of the net or gross. Because my real answer to that question today would be, yeah, go ahead and, and tithe from your net. Because once you do that, it will so change your heart that before you know it, not only will you be tithing from your gross, but you'll be offering even more. Because the way your heart changes when you give to God and receive the blessings that God has in store for you will not let you just sit and be stingy and worry about petty details. It's the change in your heart that brings the blessing. And blessings will come. We know that. God has promised that time and time again. You remember that in the Malachi text where he says, bring a tenth of all your things to the storehouse of God. God later says in that same text, put me to the test. Test me. Go ahead. Ask me. Bring it on, people. Because if you give and bring your tenth to the storehouse, then I will open the windows of heaven for you and pour down blessings till you have no more need. Proverbs says if you give, your barns will overflow and your vats will be filled to the brim with new wine. Now, some people get into this debate right about now about the old covenant and the new covenant. If you remember what I said last week, tithing is all over the Old Testament. You have to look harder for it in the New Testament, but it's still there. And so some people say, well, tithing was part of the law, and it was. It still is. I had a neighbor in Chicago, and he had a big white boxer, And he used to bring his dog into our fenced yard and the big white boxer would play with our little tiny puppies. And we'd talk about religion and it was fabulous. And he said to me, you know, this business of 
like our church building was falling down and like fall down on the dogs while they were running around and it was it was in bad shape and and he'd say to me this business of you Christians funding your churches is weird to me and I'd say why is that he said well as Jews our council sets a budget and then they divide by the number of members and they send us a bill and we pay it that's an interesting concept isn't it we would would never do that as Christians and part of that has to do with that old covenant new covenant kind of thing because for the Jews in the older testament and even now Giving is part of the law. It's a requirement. And that's why you see it all over the Old Testament. In the Newer Testament, it's harder to find because it's part of the New Covenant. And God changed from saying, this is required of you, to saying, this is what I want from you. This is what I would like for you to do. This is what, if you do... I will bless you for. It's the Jeremiah thing about the law no longer being written in stone, but now being written in our hearts. How our hearts move us forward is how we should look at giving. Remember, God doesn't need our money. If God needed money, God could make a miracle and get all the money God wanted. God desires our gifts that come from the heart. You've heard it time and time again. God loves a cheerful giver. And the text last week was all about that when Jesus was saying, hey, you Pharisees, you hypocrites, you tithe your best stuff. But you only do it because the law says you're supposed to. Your heart isn't in it, and I know it. Your heart has to be in it. But here's the thing. If your heart is in it, if you give freely to God, cheerfully to God, you will be blessed. When you turn around and see that we have raised $300,000 in this church from your generous hearts. Now, there's probably one or two people that gave because their neighbors were... Keep up with the Joneses. Or because they thought they were supposed to. But I do believe that most of you gave freely from your heart. Because you believe in this church, because you believe in the music program of this church, because you believe that in us doing those things, we spread the gospel message of Jesus to people who come here and listen, and to those people on the radio and Facebook that are part of this congregation without us even knowing it. That's what I believe of you, is that your hearts are good and giving. So let me tell you what I think, how I think we will be blessed. Because we have given from the heart. First of all, in giving like that, we admit that God provides all that we have. 
Your investment income is not just yours because you earned it. It's God's. All that we have comes from God. And once you start to admit that, it changes the way you look at your stuff. Do y'all remember Fat Albert show? Fat Albert, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, who did that in the back? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Well, there's this great episode of Fat Albert where one of the kids is getting his appendix taken out. Now, maybe it's his tonsils taken out. And he has to go to the hospital and he thinks he's going to die. And so he gives away all his stuff to his friends. And at the end of the show, he's running after him because he realizes that he's going to live and he's going to be fine. And he's running after him saying, hey, give me back my stuff. You got my best junk. Well, even our best junk does not belong to us. Our best junk belongs to God. And if you know that, it changes your perspective on things. Once we give from the heart, we also learn to trust God's provisions. Now, there's a little bit of that in the story about the dude getting a new Cadillac. He trusted that God would provide for him, and God did. Remember, that's not the way it's supposed to work. But I can tell you, on many occasions, I have looked at my personal budget and said, there's more month left than money. But I've made my promise to God to to complete my tithe, and I'm going to do it. And somehow, the money continues. God provides for us all we need. Knowing that changes the way you see your world and your stuff, too. When we give, get this one, I love this. We are acting like God. God gave everything God had for us down to the only son who was sacrificed for us. When we give... We are acting like God. We move a little closer to who God is. All of this stuff that happens here really isn't about religion. It's about relationship. We are always trying to move closer and closer to God. And one of the ways we do that is being more like God. And one of the ways we can be more like God is by giving. God honors obedience. So when we do what God has asked of us and give, God will honor us. Scriptures say time and time again, you will not be put to shame in the presence of your enemies. Giving helps us advance God's kingdom. Now, I understand that some of you are upset that I've been spending all this time talking about money here. Uh, I'm sorry to upset you, but one of the things you need to know is the second largest topic that Jesus talked about was money. You know what the first was? 
kingdom of God. Look how they're related. The kingdom of God is about helping the poor, advancing justice, increasing the way that God's presence here on earth is made greater. We give, particularly to the church. That happens. People get to know God more and better. We're doing our job as Christians. God will bless you if you give. Think hard about how you think that blessing will look because it may not necessarily be a new Cadillac, but it may be an open heart. It may be more people coming in here to hear God's message. It may be that you develop a closer relationship with the creator of the whole universe. But what I can tell you for sure is if you give and change your heart to give joyfully, The blessings of God will fill your life with joy. Do you know how little joy there is in our world? We know there's anger in our world, we know there's fighting in our world, we know there's hatred in our world, we know there's ugliness in our world. We don't see joy very much. But with joy comes peace and understanding, kindness, all through the change of heart that happens when we give. Beautiful people, you have done this here. You have given, you will be blessed. And you will find joy. Thank you. And thanks be to God. Amen.